Welcome to the Magnum Report. I'm your host, Mark Magnum, and my topic for today is how CM Punk and the elite need to just get over it and do business. But before I get started, I would like to say please like, subscribe, share, and also please hit that notification icon so you don't miss out on new content. I'm trying to get to a thousand subscribes for the end of the year, so please help a brother out. But anyway, into the topic of how the elite and, and CM Punk, they need to just get over this, squash this, and move on and do business, make money, and, and, and try to make AEW as profitable as pro possible. But I want to get into that, but before that, I would like to say that there are instances in wrestling where things like this have happened, where there's been a brawl or a fight backstage or in an airport or a hotel or wherever, you know, wherever it may happen. And my first, you know, example to see why, okay, there are some times in wrestling where when two guys don't get along or a group or whatever doesn't get along, maybe one or both have to go. And that would go back to when Psycho Sid, or at that time known as Sid Vicious, stabbed Arn Anderson, and that was... 20 to 30 times he stabbed him with a pair of scissors. So, I mean, that's the instance where I can totally understand why, you know, Sid had to go. Totally understand that's totally different instance. It's not fighting. It's, this is more than fighting, especially 20 to 30 times you stabbed a guy that's trying to end somebody's life, I would think. So, that's one of those things where it's totally understandable. I totally agree with him being gone. But then you have other other examples like Paul Orndorff and Vader fighting backstage. And that's one of those things where the guys fought, you know, Paul Orndorff whooped his ass and we get over it, move on and we continue to work together. And it's not where we have to create another show. So everybody involves happy, no different than Goldberg. And Jericho brawling backstage. I mean, you had Booker T and Batista fighting, you know, during the commercial of uh, the SummerSlam of 2006. And they ended up doing business that SummerSlam that year and that Survivor Series of that year. So, I mean, you can have disagreements. You can have fights backstage and you can move on. It doesn't have to be where, well, now we have to create another show or now... I refuse to talk to you or we have to get attorneys or the, all this extra garbage towards like, I thought we were men here. We can't figure this out on our own. Like, why is it one of these things where it has to be such a complicated situation? I mean, you had Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels fight backstage where Shawn Michaels had some of his hair pulled out. And it's one of those situations where that's a, definitely not a good thing. But they still did the Montreal screw job. So, I mean, they still did business is my point. No different than Booker T and, and Batista. They still did business. Now you have CM Punk, who now has came back. He's now on collision. And I know, you know, as of this recording, he was on the Dynamite that following Wednesday. And there's some people upset about that or whatever. And it's like, get over it already. He helps make y'all money. He's a draw. He's a star. Granted, don't get me wrong. I don't agree with what CM Punk did in the aspects of the whole media scrum and him talking all the smack. And, and from what we've learned, this is stuff that was told to Tony Khan. This was stuff that was told to the Young Bucks and Paige and all of them, the, you know, Kenny Omega, all of them. This is stuff that he invented privately and he was, you know, injured, like he said, frustrated. And granted, like I said, the way he went about it, totally wrong. But this wasn't like this was something that he just out of nowhere 
just decided to do this. This was something that had built up. Granted, still not a good enough excuse, but this is something that had been talked about. And then now since he's came back, CM Punk's tried to apologize. And now he's getting hit with walls of lawyers, you know, where don't talk to my client. And, you know, he's at least trying to extend the olive branch because the, during the entire time that CM Punk was gone, he wasn't really saying much. And then you got the young bucks, you know, flipping over the ropes and falling. And you got Kenny Omega acting like he's biting somebody to where they were mocking the whole situation. So it must have not been too traumatic to these guys. But then all of a sudden when Punk returns and I get there's bad blood, I get that there's hard feelings and everything that happened and the words that were said, I totally understand all of that. But with the examples I've already laid out with Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, with Batista and, and Booker T, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be the end of you at, at, at that particular company. You can overcome some things. And I think Punk's at least trying. He's a tried to apologize or at least reach out and try to speak to the guys like, hey, I know you guys aren't happy with how I did things and I'm not happy with how you guys did things. Can we talk? Can we get on the same page and do business? But instead, let's hide behind lawyers. Let's not do what really would make more sense because that's what the people really want to see. They don't want to see, you know, FTR and CM Punk versus anybody else but the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Adam Page and find somebody else to throw in there with them and make it a good thing. I think it would make me watch, and I don't really watch AEW regularly. I watched Collision to see what was going to happen, see what Punk said. I thought it was a good show overall. So, I mean, there you go. For anybody that thinks I'm an AEW hater, I'm not. I, I like good wrestling, and when I see stuff that looks good, I'll watch it. And, I mean, there's no reason, no different than the reason why I watched to begin with, to see what was going to happen with Punk, to see where they were going with this, because they had the ESPN article where he kind of let out some things and people are mad about that. And it's like, you guys are doing your own thing in a way by talking to Melser and all these other dirt sheet guys. And I know they're reputable journalists, so I'm not trying to make it sound that terrible. But at the same time, you're talking the way you're talking through other people and CM Punk's at least being direct. He's actually, you know, it's coming from him. It's not, well, this rumor came from such and such, or this guy saying this or that, but we can't really confirm who exactly it was, but it was somebody from their camp. Like it's always vague and innuendos with that side. And then with Punk, at least, you know, it came straight from him. So I will give him some respect in that regard. He's not going to, you know, go talk to somebody else and use them as a go between to get his point across. He'll do it on his own. So I'll give him some points for that. But like I said, as a whole, with how it was handled, not too big on how CM Punk did it. And the fact that this is still continuing, that you still got guys mad that Punk's on, you know, AEW on Wednesday night for Dynamite. The fact that this just proves to me that Tony Khan still, after nine, ten months of all this, still has not taken control as a boss and as, a, as the leader of their company. He should have, you know, listen, guys, he's coming back. If you don't like it, I don't care. Let's get off this lawyer crap. Let's just shake hands, do business. If you can't do business, then... Maybe we can't do business here and, and make some, and maybe somebody does have to go, but it shouldn't be to where you've now divided the fans for a guy that's a top draw. See, I don't care what you say, what your opinion is on CM Punk. I'm sorry. He moved the needle when he was there the last time. And now that he's back, I think he'll probably, he's probably going to move the needle again because that's why they kept him. That's why Tony Khan didn't release him or let him go or whatever he could have done contractually to get rid of Punk. That was not done. He's still under contract. He's still there. So 
I, I'm interested to see how all this plays out because I personally, I don't see it playing out well when you've already got guys angry that he's back a week in. So I guess we'll have to wait and see how that plays out. But before I get off here, please subscribe to this channel. Like I said, make sure you like, make sure you hit that notification icon so you don't miss out on new content. I also have another podcast called uh, the Mark and the Fan Wrestling Podcast where me and my boy, the Cisco Kid, we talk about all things wrestling from back in the day to present day. So make sure you subscribe to that on YouTube. And like I said, subscribe to this one. But anyway, before I get off here, tell me what you guys think in the comments. Let me know what you guys think. Am I wrong about this? Should they just not be able to get, should they just get over this and just end the stupid drama? Or should we just keep on watching how this plays out and let's see if they can get along? Because I really don't think they are. But anyway, this was another edition of the Magnum Report. Thank you for watching and I'll see you next week.